Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, from franchises and sub-genres to directors and actors. No film is left unwatched as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes and get ready to dive into the world of film with Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show. Hey there, cinematic superfans. We are blasting off into another star-studded episode of Top 5. And this time, we're going full guns a-blazing. From the quirky space beats of Star-Lord's mixtape to the mind-bending confines of Belly Reeve Penitentiary, today we're diving deep into the visually stunning and character-rich universe crafted by none other than James Gunn. Prepare to be gun-struck because we're talking about a director who never misses a shot. Whether he's orchestrating an intergalactic dance-off or assembling a ragtag group of anti-heroes, Gunn ensures every frame is loaded with his own unique signature. With wit sharper than rockets, gadgets, and stories that twist the... <laughs> with, <laughs> with wit sharper than rockets, gadgets, and stories more twisted than Groot's branches... Gunn's films have always aimed for the stars and hit the mark. But before the galactic battles, there was a crimson-clad vigilante delivering some hard justice in the back alleys. And no, folks, I'm not talking about Deadpool. Remember, with Gunn, always expect the unexpected because he likes to show what happens between the panels. Now holster those ray guns and put your favorite tunes on because we're about to venture into my top five favorite films directed by the galactic maestro himself, James Gunn. But before we do, before we go, Supernova on this countdown, hit that like button and subscribe for more magic, magical movie stuff. Ready to go full gun ho. Let's dive into my top five movies directed by James Gunn. That's right. I've been reviewing all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I've been watching the rest of the films that James Gunn has made to break down and make this list for you. So let's get it started with number five. Starting off with number five is the most recent movie of James Gunn that I've seen. And I think it's also the first most recent movie that James Gunn has actually directed and released and put out there. And that movie coming in at number five, my fifth favorite James Gunn movie he's directed is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes 3 came out this year, 2023. Highly anticipated third installment in the beloved intergalactic franchise set with... Uh, set within the vast Marvel Cinematic Universe, the film boasts a star-studded cast that includes the likes of Chris Pratt, Zoe Zaldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillian, and so many more. Spoilers for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, for those that haven't seen it. Uh, the narrative revolves around the Guardians' desperate mission to save one of their own, Rocket. 
the wisecracking raccoon finds himself in peril after being critically injured. The source of his ailment, a kill switch masterminded by the uh, diabolical high evolutionary Rocket's creator. With time running out, the Guardians set course for Orgo Corp, seeking a means to bypass the switch and bring their friend back from the brink. Amidst the crisis, the film delves into Rocket's heart-wrenching backstory, offering a glimpse into his early life and the experimental horrors he endured. We're introduced to Rocket's fellow test subjects and his attempts to escape the sinister ambitions of the high evolutionary. In their quest to save Rocket, the Guardians cross paths with a myriad of characters, some familiar like the Ravengers, some new like Adam, a warrior with ties to the Sovereign. The storyline culminates in an epic showdown at the uh, Eret Laboratories on Counter-Earth, where alliances are tested and sacrifices are made. The film seamlessly blends action-packed sequences with emotional depth, offering both thrilling space battles and touching reunions. By its conclusion, the dynamics within the Guardians undergo a profound shift leading to unexpected decisions and new paths chosen by the members. The many themes and highlights of this movie include backstory and redemption, Rocket's past playing a pivotal role, humanizing him and providing context to his abrasive nature, his reunion to the afterlife, uh, his reunion in the afterlife with his lost friends emphasize the theme of love, sacrifice, and redemption. The choices and consequences of this movie, Guardians face moral dilemmas showcasing their evolution from rogue outlaws to genuine heroes. Whether it's Quill's decision to leave the Guardians or Rocket's choice to spare the high evolutionary, the movie undergoes the importance of choice and their far-reaching consequences. Also, the notion of family. The reoccurring theme in the series, the film delves into the dynamic of the Guardians as a makeshift family, bound not by blood, but the shared experiences and loyalty. Another theme is the epic showdowns. Not theme, the, uh, another aspect of this movie is the epic showdowns. Uh, the face-off with the high evolutionary, the escape from the Areti. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, whatever that sh place was, that ship was called. And the rescue of the Star Children are standout moments, beautifully choreographed and visually spect spectacular. Uh, there's uh, some surprising alliances, characters like Adam, initially an adversary, shift allegiances, emphasizing the film's message that it's never too late to change. In true Marvel fashion, the mid-credit scene sets the stage for future adventures, teasing audiences with the formation of a new Guardians team. To sum it up, The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is an emotional roller coaster blending humor, heart, and heroics in equal measure, solidifying its place as a gem in the MCU crown. Coming in at number five, my fifth favorite James Gunn film is guardians of the galaxy volume three i did a full review of this movie uh this past week on my movie review podcast uh, which was the final review obviously of that franchise where i talk in depth about this movie 
uh, and kind of spoil what you may know as maybe there might be other Guardians movies that I like more than this one. But it's a great movie. Uh, I'm glad that I finally got a chance to see it and uh, definitely a solid film that comes in here at number five, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Moving on to my fourth favorite film directed by James Gunn. This is a movie that is far different from, this is definitely an early film of his, put it that way. Uh, but a film that shows that he loves the superheroes genre. And that movie coming in at number four is Super. This is a dark comedy released in 2010, written and directed by James Gunn. It's a departure from the more traditional large-scale superhero movies as it delves into the psyche of an ordinary man who becomes a vigilante. The story revolves around Frank Darbo, played by Rain Wilson, a short-order cook who's been through some rough patches in his life. He views two events as the highlights, uh, one of which is marrying his wife, Sarah, played by Liv Tyler, and the other reporting a criminal to the police. However... When Sarah falls under the influence of a charismatic but dubious drug dealer named Jacques, Jacques, played by Kevin Bacon, Frank's life takes a drastic turn. In his, in his despair and frustration, Frank has a vision in which he's touched by the finger of God. This divine encounter inspires him to become a superhero known as the Crimson Bolt. Without any superpowers and armed only with a pipe wrench, he begins fighting crime, often employing violent means that, mean, that blur the lines between heroism and madness. Throughout his endeavors, he gains a sidekick named Libby, played by Elliot Page, who becomes the overly enthusiastic Bolty. The duo sets out to rescue Sarah and take down Jacquees, leading to intense, often chaotic, confrontations the different themes and styles of this movie super is very dark violent and at times disturbing but it's laced with streaks of humor the film raises questions about the nature of heroism morality and the thin line that uh, separates right from wrong unlike traditional superhero movies the actions of the protagonist and super are morally ambiguous leading to a more thought-provoking and less black and white narrative James Gunn's dis, uh, distinctive style is evident throughout merging graphic violence with emotional depth and dark comedy. The film doesn't shy away from showcasing the brutal reality of being a vigilante without superpowers in a world that isn't black and white. The reception of this film, why Super had a polarized reception upon its release, it, was, it has since gained a cult following. Some praise its unique approach and willingness to venture into darker themes, while others found its tone and violence off-putting. Regardless of the mixed reception, there's no denying that it's a standout piece in James Gunn's filmography, offering a grittier and more introspective take on the superhero genre. You do see shades of this movie in other big budget superhero movies directed by James Gunn. I love this movie so much. It, like this is the movie I've probably seen the most out of the films on this list. Uh, it's a great Rain Wilson film. It's a movie that I believe may have shown up 
on the top five I did for Elliot Page. I did a top five Elliot Page movies, and I believe this is one that showed up somewhere on that list as well. Uh, a really great low-budget indie superhero film, dark comedy, showcases all of the greatness that uh, I love about James Gunn. So that is why coming in at number four is super. Let's take a quick break from this episode that you're listening and or watching because I want to talk about something that has changed over at InspiredDisorder.com, which is my website, the website of not only the Ray Taylor show, but also of the many faces, the paintings, the original ink paintings that I myself, Ray Taylor, paint. New paintings come out every day. I am announcing today... There are prints available for every painting. Limited number of prints are, are available for every painting. Every print is made by me. I scan in the original painting. I print out. I make sure everything is properly aligned and corrected and ready to go. And each print is signed and numbered. Each image, each painting is limited to only five prints per painting. So not only can you collect the original painting, but there are five limited edition signed and numbered prints that you can purchase that are printed on the exact same paper that I use to paint the original image. So you're getting high quality paper, the highest quality print that you could possibly get made by me. I don't ship this out. This isn't drop ship. This isn't some other company making them for me. I make them in-house. I take the time, just as I do when I make the, the original paintings. I take that same time, that same energy, that same love and care when it comes to these prints that are limited. Only five, but they are numbered and they are signed and they are made by me. Made on the same paper. So, if the original painting is 4x6, so is the print. 4x6. 6x9, 6x9 print. 9x12 original, 9x12 print. Those are the main three sizes of paintings that I do these days. Prices for the original work, $100 for the 9, 9x12. $40 by, for the 6x9. And $20 for the 4x6. Now, the print prices obviously are much lower, much more affordable for collecting. If you can't afford the originals, you can afford the prints. Four by six prints start $5. The six by nines, $10. And the nine by twelves are $20. So you can go to inspireddisorder.com and purchase original artwork at amazing prices or prints. If you, if you're, if I, times are tough, I get it. Trust me. I know. But if you want to collect my work, there are many options and even the prints are of high quality and they are rare. They're, they don't last forever. There's only five prints made for each painting. So go to inspiredisorder.com, start collecting art today, upgrade your walls, elevate your space, start, get a conversation starter. Start your art collection today over at InspiredDisorder.com. Now, let's get back to this show that you're listening to right now. 
Moving on to my third favorite movie directed by James Gunn himself. This is a movie that I had seen for the first time in theaters, probably in 3D, which they may, that may narrow it down. I don't know how many James Gunn films are in 3D. Uh, and only had rewatched it recently in reviewing it for a past podcast in the past month or so. Coming in at number three, my third favorite James Gunn film is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out in 2017. Obviously a superhero film based on the Marvel Comics superhero team Guardians of the Galaxy. It is a sequel to the 2014's Guardians of the Galaxy and the 15th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Written and directed by James Gunn, the sequel continues the adventures of the galaxy's most unexpected heroes. The film picks up shortly after the events of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. The Guardians are hired by the Golden Skin Sovereign race, led by Aisha, to protect their precious batteries from invaders. After completing the mission, Rocket, a genetically enhanced raccoon voiced by Bradley Cooper, steals some of the batteries, prompting the Sovereigns to retaliate. While evading the Sovereigns drone fleet, the Guardians crash land on a planet where they are approached by a mysterious figure who introduces himself as Ego, played by Kurt Russell. Ego reveals that he is Peter Quills, or Star-Lords, played by Chris Pratt, biological father. Ego invites Quill to his planet, accompanied by Gamora, played by Zoe Zeldana, and Drax, played by Dave Bautista. Rocket and Baby Groot, voiced by Vin Diesel, stay behind to repair the ship and guard their prisoner, Nebula, played by Karen Gillan, Gamora's estranged sister. Ego, who is a celestial, explains to Quill about his origins and that Quill also has the celestial power, power within him. While things initially seem welcoming, the Guardians soon uncover dark secrets about Ego and his true intentions. The themes of this movie are great. The film deals with themes of family, identity, and belonging. It delves deeper into the personal histories and relationships of its characters, especially the complicated relationships between Gamora and Nebula and the parental issues faced by Quill. The nature of Ego and his relationship with Quill add layers of complexity to the overarching theme that of what defines a family. The reception of this film, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, was praised for its humor, visual effects, and performances, especially those of Pratt and Russell, and its emotional depth. The soundtrack, much like the first film, played a significant role in the movie, and was equally appreciated. Some critics felt that while it didn't quite match the freshness of the original, it still offered an enjoyable ride with characters audiences have grown to love. The soundtrack, obviously, in all of these movies, just like the predecessor, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, is known for its memorable soundtrack, Awesome Mix Volume 2, uh, this mixtape given to Quill by his late mother features classic tracks that not only set the mood for various scenes, but also play a role in the storytelling and development of characters. The soundtrack includes hits like Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra, The Chain by Fleetwood Mac, and Brandy, You're a Fine Girl by Looking Glass, among many others. 
in conclusion guardians of the galaxy volume 2 deepens the narrative of the guardians offering both thrilling space action and the touching exploration of family and friendship and in this movie there is justice for yondu uh definitely a movie that makes you fall in love with yondu uh a great movie again liked it a little bit more than volume three but still not my favorite of the franchise so we'll see where that one ends up on this list uh primarily what set this slightly aside from the first guardians is that in this movie everybody's kind of split up like everybody's kind of split up through most of this movie and one of the things i love the most about guardians of the galaxy is when they all come together and fight together which is something that you see in the first movie and also the third movie the thing I didn't mention about the third movie that I really didn't like is the whole Gamora situation that happens uh, because of the other movies that are involved in this movie. But it was so disjointed. Her involvement at all in, in the third film really made me like it the least, uh, despite it being very dark and very great. There's a lot of great moments in the third one. But coming in number two, I'm sorry, coming in number three, my third favorite James Gunn film is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I still love all the Guardians movies, obviously. But anyway, let's move on to my second favorite James Gunn film, directed by, probably written by as well. Uh, and this is the first of that franchise, Guardians of the Galaxy, coming in at number two. It came out in 2014, superhero film based on the Marvel Comics superhero team of the same name. And it's part of the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe and was the 10th film released in the series. James Gunn directed and co-wrote the film, bringing a unique blend of humor, heart, and cosmic adventure to the big screen. The film begins in 1988 with a young Peter Quill at the bedside of his dying mother. Shortly after her death, Peter is abducted by an alien spaceship. Fast forward to the present, and Peter, played by Chris Pratt, now going by the name of Star-Lord, is an intergalactic scavenger who comes into possession of a mysterious orb. Unbeknownst to him, the orb contains one of the powerful Infinity Stones, which attracts the attention of various cosmic entities, including the main pro antagonist, Ronan the Accuser, played by Lee Pace, who wants the stone to destroy the planet Xandar. While attempting to sell the orb, Star-Lord gets entangled with other characters gamora played by zoe zeldana an assassin an adopted daughter of the tyrant thanos rocket voiced by bradley cooper a genetically modified raccoon with a knack for weapons and technology as well as groot voiced by vin diesel a sentient tree-like creature then uh who's also rocket's partner and of course drax the destroyer played by dave batista who seeks revenge for the death of his family the group initially clashes but eventually forms an uneasy alliance when they realize the danger of the orbs the orb poses if it remains in the wrong hands together they become the guardians of the galaxy and set out to protect the universe from threats of ronin the movie stands out for its themes of friendship redemption and found family each member of the guardians has a traumatic past but together they find a sense of belonging and purpose Guardians of the Galaxy was both a critical and commercial success. Critics lauded the film for its humor, character development, visual effects, and, of course, the soundtrack. 
Many were pleasantly surprised by its distinct tone and how it uh, differentiated itself from other superhero films. A standout element of the film is its retro soundtrack, Awesome Mix Volume 1, a mixtape given to Peter by his mother. The soundtrack features a collection of hit songs from the 1970s and 80s, such as Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede, Come and Get It, uh, Come and Get Your Love by Redbone, and I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. The music not only sets the tone for many of the film's iconic scenes, but also serves as a poignant connection between Peter and his, mo- and his memories of Earth and his mother. In summary, Guardians of the Galaxy breathed fresh air into the superhero genre with its offbeat humor, memorable characters, and space opera setting, establishing itself as a pivotal entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I absolutely love all three of these movies in the series, but I do love each of the films slightly less uh, as they come out. So, in order, they are ranked as they came out. Uh, But I still love them all, despite the fact that I just slightly like the previous better. Regardless, coming in at number two, my second favorite movie directed by James Gunn is none other than Guardians of the Galaxy. What is up, listeners of The Ray Taylor Show? Let's take a quick break from the podcast that you are listening and or watching at this very moment because I want to talk about the official Ray Taylor Show merchandise that I sell over at my website, inspireddisorder.com. These are images inspired by the show. These are images that are designed by me. Ray Taylor Show merch, not only high-quality shirts, but also high-quality biodegradable phone cases. So if you're somebody that commutes, you listen to this podcast on the go, and you want to show your support, you want to show your love for this show, you can get a phone case that's not only going to protect your phone, it's not only going to show the world that you love this show and that you support this show, But it's also a phone case that's going to be good for the environment because it's biodegradable. It's not made of plastic and rubber. It's made made of things that will break down into the earth when you're done using it, when you upgrade to the newest of new iPhones and you get rid of it. You can rest assured that you are not polluting the environment with the phone case. So if you want to show your support to The Ray Taylor Show, head on over to InspiredDisorder.com. Pick yourself up some shirts, pick yourself up some phone cases, and I'm working on updating everything. New designs, new products, all kinds of new merch for the Ray Taylor Show. So if you want to show your support, head on over to InspiredDisorder.com and pick up your merch now to show your support and love for the Ray Taylor Show. Now, with all of that said, let's get back to that very show right now. Moving on to my favorite, by far my favorite movie from James Gunn. I also think is this is the most James Gunn film out of all of his films. I think this one really does everything that he does great, that I love uh, that he does in movies, whether it be B-movies, the early B-movies, or the superhero movies. I think this one has all of it wrapped up in the perfect uh, package and is also a really great film that I was so surprised that I loved when I saw it and was so excited to rewatch it in preparation for this episode. 
So coming in at number one, my favorite James Gunn film is The Suicide Squad. This movie came out in 2021, superhero film based on the DC Comics team, Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. The movie serves as both a soft reboot and a standalone sequel to the 2016 film, Suicide Squad, directed by David Ayers, uh, or Ayer. James Gunn's unique blend of dark humor, character-driven storytelling, and graphic action set the movie apart from many other superhero movies. The story follows a team of convicted and uh, convicts and misfits who are recruited by the ruthless government agent Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, for Task Force X. These convicts are offered reduced sentences in exchange for undertaking high-risk black ops mission for the government. The critical mission of the film involves the team being sent to uh, the island nation of Corto, Maltese, to destroy the Nazi-era prison and laboratory known as uh, Jotunheim, which houses a dangerous experiment known as Project Starfish. The team consists of familiar faces and newcomers, including Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie, Bloodsport, played by Idris Elba, Peacemaker, played by John Cena, King Shark, voiced by Sylvester Stallone and performed by Steve Agee, uh, Ratcatcher 2, uh, by Danielle Mel- Melchior, Polka Dot Man, played by David Dastmalchian, man, these guys have, Rick Flagg, played by Joel McKinnon, McKinman, and several others with some meaning quite unexpected and early demises such as pete davidson although their mission the team uh throughout their mission the team confronts military dictators rebels and the monstrous alien starro the conqueror while also grappling with their own personal demons loyalties and the realization that they are expendable pawns in a bigger game The Suicide Squad delves into themes of redemption, the nature of heroism, and the consequences of unchecked power and ambition. Gunn's uh, iteration of the suicide of the squad leans heavily into the anti-hero trope, which characters who are flawed, morally ambiguous, yet often deeply relatable. The film's... received generally positive reviews from critics with many praising guns direction the film's humor action sequences and character development nothing uh, nothing it is as significant uh improvement over its predecessor obviously huge the, i hated the first suicide squad movie and uh was not only surprised that i liked this one but that i loved it and i probably watched this the most aside from super probably the most watched james gunn film and not surprising that it's a number one uh this movie's also r-rated and has an r-rated approach which is amazing allowing for more graphic content which is showcased also in super uh pete pete davidson's face getting blown off in the beginning of this film is very similar to what happens to uh characters in super Uh, But the graphic content was also seen by many as better fit for the inherently darker and edgier nature of the Suicide Squad concept. I loved it. It It's the best. Uh, While the Suicide Squad stands alone narratively and has distinct tone, has a distinct tone, 
It exists in the same universe as other films in the DC Extended Universe. Characters like Harley Quinn, for instance, have appeared in other DCEU films, such as Birds of Prey, which is another great, another surprising hit that I loved. Uh, in summary, The Suicide Squad showcases James Gunn's distinctive style, offering a fresh, irreverent, and mature look at the team while providing a mix of humor, heart, and high-stakes action. This reminded me a lot of Slither as well, it, like the monsters and how the monster worked, the starfish monster, how it's like a collective consciousness, uh, as well as, of course, Super, as I mentioned. Reminded me of both of James Gunn's earlier low-budget works, uh, but a big-budget B-movie, which I love. Like, man, to, to maintain the B-movie feel with a massive budget is something that I absolutely love that James Gunn does. Um, and with James Gunn's sense of humor and style all over this movie, not only my favorite, but also the most James Gunn movie that James Gunn has ever James Gunned. Uh, that movie coming in as my favorite James Gunn movie, The Suicide Squad. Absolutely great. Honorable mention, of course, Slither didn't make the list. I think the only movie he's done a bunch of TV stuff for the Troma Entertainment Network, which it makes complete sense. His sensibility and sense of humor that he would come from the Troma Entertainment uh, people um, definitely fits in well there. Amazing that he's heading up the whole DC project. I'm so excited to see what he does with the uh upcoming films in dc uh but slither was the honorable mention definitely a b movie a lot of practical effects ultimately not a great movie necessarily uh the concepts are interesting but i think they're done a lot better in the suicide squad um but yeah slither still still a great one like if you're looking for a b movie with james gunn's uh you know kind of sensibility uh, you can't go wrong with Slither. Fun B-movie, monster movie. Uh, but let's recap the list one more time, and we will get out of here, shall we? This is my top five movies directed by James Gunn. Starting off with number five is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Number four is Super. Number three is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. And my number one favorite James Gunn film, and in my opinion, the most James Gunn film that has ever James Gunn in film form. That movie coming in at number one is The Suicide Squad. Let me know how you would rank these movies. I would love to hear it. What are your thoughts on James Gunn's upcoming movies? I would love to hear that as well. Thank you for tuning in to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my ranking analysis and analysis of my Top 5 James Gunn-directed movies. Let me know how you would rank them. Uh, I would love to hear it. Are there any films I should reconsider? And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. Don't forget to tune in next Sunday for an all-new episode. And see you again next week for more Top Five. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out!
Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can 